0: Pray with me, please. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. And it's in Jesus' name I pray, let us all say, amen. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is a word that I want to explore today. So the definition of uncomfortable is this, causing or feeling slight pain or physical discomfort. Uncomfortable when you sleep on a mattress that is too hard or too south. Does it feel uncomfortable? Uncomfortable when you're being called on to speak, come on up here and speak for us. Is that an uncomfortable feeling? Uncomfortable, you're in a car. And let's say you're going from Chattanooga back to Atlanta and you're going down that windy road and there's a the big 18-wheel truck behind you. In the rain, okay. That can be uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. You're a preacher in a Super Bowl Sunday and everybody says, make it short. <laughs> uncomfortable. Fellas, that will, will, that's... What will happen to you if you do not give a Valentine's gift to your sweetie? (laughs) Brother Cochran just said amen, okay? (laughs) So, Sharice, you got a gift coming, all right? I want a a full report what he gives you, okay? My, my, all right. Uncomfortable. So, Super Bowl Sunday, that's where we are today. It's a day full of hype, hype. You know, everybody's hyping everything. This is gonna be the biggest game of the year. It's gonna be the best game of the year. It cannot be better than those games with Kansas City <laughs> had. It cannot be better, okay? But okay, we got all this hype. And so we got all the hype about the food. How many of y'all are going to have a nice spread at home when you get home? Yeah, uh uh-huh. You know, it's a hype about the parties. You know we may not be able to go to Super Bowl parties like we used to, but you can think of some bad Super Bowl parties you went to. When I say bad, I mean really good Super Bowl parties. And there's hype about the commercials and everything else. Super Bowl Sunday is a day full of hype, but I'm going to argue it is also a day that can be an uncomfortable day. It can be an uncomfortable day. Let me tell you how it can be uncomfortable. Let's say I'm Joe Burrow or Matthew Stafford and the pass rush is coming and I got to get rid of the ball. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable day because somebody today Watching this football game is going to get hurt. And they're going to get hurt and injured so badly that they probably can't play the rest of the game. It may affect their lives for a long time. And they're doing it all for, guess what? Our entertainment. You may say, oh, yeah, but they get paid lots of money. They really don't get paid lots of money compared to everybody else who's making money. They really don't. They're gladiators. And Super Bowl Sunday is going to be an uncomfortable day for the team that loses, and the city that loses. How about it, Falcons fans? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you know, I can't help it, okay? What was the score at halftime, 28-3 or something like that? (laughs) Okay, okay, I got to make it brief. Okay, so... It's uncomfortable. In the scripture lesson that we heard today from Sister Bracy, we see Jesus of Nazareth, the son of God, uh-huh. speaking in the synagogue. And that is his custom, that he would go to a synagogue and speak. And they gave him a scroll and he unrolled it, and it was a prophecy from Isaiah. And that prophecy said that the good news would be preached. That prophecy said the brokenhearted would be healed, the blind will see, the downtrodden will be free from their oppressors, and that God is ready to give blessings to anyone. Anyone who will come to him. So Jesus got up and read that prophecy and then he added something else. He said, guess what, folks? That prophecy has come true today in me. Now, the folks in Nazareth heard that and kind of like what we heard last week in last week's sermon, somebody said, well, wait a minute. Isn't that Joseph's son? And they said, oh, who are you thinking that you are the son of God? And then he started speaking some more truths to them. Because they thought, okay, guess what? Since you're the son of God, you're going to come on on here and you're going to do what you did in Galilee and everything else because we hear that you've been healing people. And he then ran read down that I'm basically not going to heal anybody today or ever here in Galilee. Nazareth and the people got uncomfortable the people got upset they got so upset and so uncomfortable that they formed a mob and what did they do they took Jesus to the edge of town and at the edge of town guess what was at the edge of town there was a cliff And you know what they want to do. If you go to the edge of town and there's a cliff, what do people normally do with a cliff? Thank you. They want to push you off. They want to push them off the cliff. Because they felt uncomfortable. Why did they feel uncomfortable? Because Jesus was speaking the truth. And sometimes we say the truth will set you free. But the truth many times is difficult to hear. It's an uncomfortable thing for us to hear. It's a convicting thing for us to hear when we hear the truth. Now down in Florida, where my good brother Anthony Cochran is from, The governor down there, a fellow by the name of Ron DeSantis, has proposed a series of laws that say that if you are teaching stuff in the schools, like the origin of the Civil War, which was not about states' rights, it was about slavery. It was about preserving slavery. It was about keeping people who look like us in bondage. Well, if you're gonna teach that, and you're gonna teach that in school, guess what? We don't want you teaching it because why? It's gonna make us feel uncomfortable. And who's gonna be feeling uncomfortable? White folks. What do we say? Why are they uncomfortable? Why were the people in Nazareth uncomfortable? Because Jesus was speaking the truth. Amen. So why are these folks uncomfortable? Why is Juan DeSantos uncomfortable? Why are other folks uncomfortable when we're talking about the facts? Because they are the facts. We're not blaming you. We're not pointing out that, okay, you've gotta you gotta feel bad because you oppressed my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. But you need to be aware of it. And you also need to be aware of the ramifications that slavery has even today. Something called redlining. Where you couldn't buy a house where you wanted to buy a house. Now, that may not be the case today, but here's what happens. Minority neighborhoods, neighborhoods that are majority black, the housing values in those neighborhoods are less than the neighborhoods that are majority white. And so that means that's generational wealth that has eluded your family. That's a fact. But it makes some people feel uncomfortable. The word of God can make you feel uncomfortable. The word of God can bring discomfort. Because the word of God is convicting in itself. You don't need no preacher to stand up here and, 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 and tell you that. If you read the word of God itself, guess what? It will convict you. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not steal. That's convicting enough. The Word of God penetrates us, the Word of God makes us uncomfortable. So white folks are passing laws because they feel uncomfortable about the truth. So what did Jesus do about all this? So we saw Jesus on this cliff. They're about to throw him off the cliff, okay? They're about to throw him off the cliff. And I think the key verse in all this passage is verse 30. If you look at verse 30. Verse 30 says but he passed right through the crowd and went on his way. He passed, they're getting ready to throw him off the cliff. He said, no, nah, I'm not going to have any of this. He passed right through the crowd and he went on his way. Jesus is telling us this. Pass through the crowd, go on your way and teach your children about your history. Now, what do I mean by that? How many of your children know who their grandma is? Know who she is. She may be gone now, but know who she is, what she did. What was she all about? Grandma is your mama. Tell your children about your mama. Tell your children about your daddy. Tell your children about your family lineage. That's black history. The good, the bad, and the ugly. There's this movie that's out right now, and I'm probably going to butcher the name of it, but it's a Disney animated movie, and there's a song in it that says, We Don't Talk About Bruno. (laughs) You need to talk about Bruno. Everybody in your family got somebody who's done some stuff. And you need to talk about them. And why do you need to talk about them? Because it helps to educate your family and bring some some perspective to your family history. If alcoholism is something that runs through your family, your kids need to know about it. If drug addiction is something that runs through your family, your kids need to know about it. If entrepreneurship is something that happened in your family and it hasn't happened for years, your kids need to know about it because that gene is latent in them and they could, when putting up the lemonade stand at Marketplace, could be the next person who founds a big-time business. You never know. we need to pass through the crowd and study the gospel even though the gospel is going to make you feel uncomfortable sometimes. And that's okay. That's okay. If you're coming to the church every Sunday to get raw rawed up, you're coming to the wrong place. But if you're coming to church sometimes to get confused, to leave like I'm feeling dry, you're still at the right place because you, you, your dry feeling is part of that uncomfortableness that you got to get through to get where you want to go. It may sound counterintuitive, but being uncomfortable is part of that. Let's pass through the crowd. So, we can get to the peace that Jesus has for us. Jesus passed through the crowd in peace. And Jesus has peace for us, a peace that will pass all understanding. So, my question to you is today is this. And this is the question I want you to consider, this is the question I want you to ponder. Every week I try to ask the question, and part of that question is to make you feel uncomfortable. As you think about the question, are you comfortable with your faith? Are you comfortable with your faith? Are you uncomfortable because the Lord is working with you on something? I can say for my own self, I'm uncomfortable right now because the Lord, brother Richard, is working on me on something. Working on me to be more patient. Working on me to be more loving. Working on me to be more understanding. Working on me. And in that work, there's growth. And in that growth, there is uncomfortability. Think of you as a teenager. Were those awkward years? Were those difficult years? Were those uncomfortable years? Yes. But you got through it. Being uncomfortable is okay. As long as we're uncomfortable on the other side and we're using Jesus and Jesus is with us in our uncomfortability. Or are you uncomfortable because you know that if you die today, you go to hell. Are you uncomfortable because you? I'm just not sure of my status? I just don't know. And that's okay too. Even for the most committed Christians, sometimes well, I'm not really sure of my status. I got to get comfortable again. And I got to go through the uncomfortability to get comfortable. So if you don't know either way, I want you to pray with me. Father, I stretch my uncomfortable hand to you, for I am a sinner in need of your grace. Come into my life. Make the difficult easy. Give me comfort in this uncomfortable world. And it's in your son Jesus' name I pray. Let us all say amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, doesn't mean that you're comfortable, but it does mean that you're saved. But your salvation is only as good as the place that you deposit your salvation to. And greater St. Peter is a place where you can deposit your salvation. And when I say deposit, I mean, yeah, stand here, be with us. We need you. We love you. And we want to put some deposits into your salvation. We want to be able to be a place that 24-7 online, you can have an opportunity to connect with us. You're just seeing the, the, the beginnings of what we're trying to build here with our website and Facebook page. And you saw it with our little electronic program. We're going to have ways in which you can connect using your smartphone with us all the time. Because your faith and your salvation is more than just us gathering here on Sundays. It is the gatherings that we do in our small groups and our meetings that we have. And on your electronic program, you'll see we've got a ton of meetings coming up. But we've got to meet. And we got to talk so we can do the business of our church and the business of salvation. The business that what I'm starting to call, and I hope again you adopt this term, the gritty Christians of greater St. Peter. And for us to be gritty Christians, that means that we get down in the muck and the mire and clay. We get down and do the work that the Lord has assigned us to do. I know there's some people who say, well, I don't think I want to join Greater St. Peter because I, you know, this or that or whatever. We are gritty Christians. We got work to do. And that work is hard work. And that work is uncomfortable work. We want folks to join us in that uncomfortable work. Because in doing that uncomfortable work, that's the payoff. If it was easy, anybody would join. Amen. Amen. The place would be full all day long because it's not easy. Then let me just come here and la la la, and, and the preacher's gonna tell us some jokes, and we're gonna hear good service, and we're gonna hear some good music, and then I'll just leave. Wow. This stuff is hard. This stuff is uncomfortable, but the opportunity of a lifetime. The opportunity to build something and to do something Uh is here at Greater St. Peter. So in just a few moments, I'm going to come down and I'm going to ask folks to give me your hand and God, your heart. But if you're looking online or if you're looking later on when we rebroadcast this as either a podcast or as a podcast, sermon rewind that we're trying to do on saturday mornings uh, you may say well how do i get in touch what do i need to do i'm gonna make it easy for you so give me a call my number is 608-358-1309 that is my real telephone number you should know it by now 608-358-1309 i will pick up the phone i do and I'd love to talk to you about your faith. Every Saturday night when I do a robocall, many times people call me and say, well, you know, who is this? And we have a conversation. I want to have a conversation with you about your faith. So now, let us start. Uh, now, now. <laughs> I surrender all. He's there. grace as you watch the Super Bowl tonight, and as you may feel comfortable or uncomfortable in the games that we play. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. May the sun rise warm on your face and the rains fall south on your fields. Until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Let us all say Amen, 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 Amen amen, and Amen.